I don't even think I need to do an intro today. I'm just going to hand the ball off to my partner in crime, Tony, and let him talk his shit early because, you know, we all know what game happened this past week that made a certain team advance the Champions League. So, Tony, if you're ready, man, I think I think you just take it away and start us off today. Oh, what a crazy, crazy game yesterday it was. Napoli out to the into the round of uh, quarterfinals of the Champions League. Um, I don't even know how to start it. I mean, another great performance in Ozzy, man. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, we said it from, I've said it from the beginning that I didn't think Napoli would have a great year, and I was skeptic heading into this game. But uh, we'll get into it a bit later on once we get to the Champions League games. But yeah. Super yeah. happy today. <laughs> you know, you know what? You're right. Future Man United striker Oziman looked fantastic. Um, he hasn't scored in the past two games. You, you knew he had to be hungry to go out and get one. He ended up getting mm-hmm. two. I mean, I mean, it, it was it was very very good showing for him. Um, but you're right, man. At the beginning of the year, when we started doing this stuff, you were very down on Napoli. You were saying, "I don't know what yeah. the owner's doing." You were you were very like, "I'd be surprised if we make champ." Like. You are very down on this team. I've never seen yeah. you this down on them before. And maybe that's what it needed because, <laughs> my God, they are on fire. I know. I mean, there was uh... – I honestly was after – the, after the second leg against Frankfurt, I was actually, like, very, like – I was really proud of this team because they really shouldn't be here with the names they have on their team. Like, they've really just come up this year, most of them. And the even in a game where – they didn't need to play their starters up three nothing, got five nothing in aggregate. They were still running in the seventieth minute to try to get more, to push more. I mean, when OC Man got taken off with like ten minutes left, he was actually pissed he didn't get a chance for that hat trick. Like it's, it's like this fire in this team that it's like. Okay, but can I ask there. you? You know what? Let's fuck it. We always start with the early games. We're starting with Napoli yeah. today because we're talking about fuck <laughs> it. it. Why isn't he taking your PKs? I don't. I, I don't know. I, why, why, do you, why do you? Why do you want the Ukrainian prime minister taking your PKs? <laughs> um, I think it's just maybe a confidence thing for most of I feel like if he misses one or misses two, he's really gonna get down on himself pretty hard. So or like he's my... or or it's gonna flip the switch though, and it could go the other way. A hat trick in Champions League could push his confidence through the roof. Yeah, I mean, he's a confident guy already, so I don't know if he needs you. I mean, he could always have more, but. It's not like you have to boost this guy anymore, right? Like, he's already got that drive to keep going. I don't know, man. If I'm Napoli and I'm up 2 nothing, 4 nothing on aggravate, Greg, and we get a PK and Oshiman just needs one goal for the hat trick, I don't know how you don't give it to him. Zelensky hadn't scored since November, so it was kind of maybe to get him, his ball hidden going again. So Is he not a midfielder? Yeah, but he scores quite a bit. Yeah, but who gives a shit if you're a Get OZ man your goals. This is why he's leaving your team I mean, this offseason. No, Just so you leaving, know. This is why leaving, he's leaving. He's, he's leaving the team because, man, he's going to have to pay like $200 million for him. That's why he's leaving. Oh, okay. $200 million, please, <laughs> It's, it's going to be 180 minimum for him. No, please. You know you know what's funny, though? I know we talked about this last time about Gotze being on this team that we ne- I never realized before. But you know who else is the striker on this team? Ooh. Rafael Bore. Now, that name might not sound familiar to a lot of people, but... Two seasons ago, he was linked heavy to TFC. There were big rumors that he was coming to TFC when he was right when he was done with um, um River Plate, and I was everyone was hoping he'd come come, and then he ended up signing a deal with Frankfurt. And I mean, he scored ten goals in fifty four appearances, so nothing too special from a forward. Mm-hmm. But 
would have liked him at TFC, but what can you do? Clearly, yeah. he's playing Champions League soccer. He made the right choice, but just a fun little TFC tie-in there. Uh, but yeah, man, what else do you need from your Napoli team right now? Who are you looking to see in the next round? Honestly, I'd rather I gotta ask for the two. If I could pick one, it's gonna be the two Milan teams. I, I think Napoli. I, I think I'd, not. Yeah. I'd rather I'd rather Man City, Real Madrid, and Bayern fight against each other, and hopefully Napoli gets a side with Chelsea, Inter, and Milan. That, that, <laughs> that would be the dream thing because then that to me, if you get, I mean. Right now, Napoli's already hit their not their ceiling, but everything past this now. I mean, the Serie is pretty much wrapped up. Quarterfinals, Champions League, first time in their fran- in the franchise in history, right? So, they're um, this is new ground. This is anything you do from here is is an amazing positive for the team, right? And what if they could win the double though, man? If they could win the double, I think. I mean, you, you thought Napoli was burning down today with the Frankfurt fans? Like it's actually <laughs> gonna burn down. How crazy it would be. But, um, I mean, I'm still skeptic of them being able to win the Champions League. Do they make semifinals? I think so. I think – Depends on ma- the draw. Depends yeah, on think, the draw. I think against majority of the teams that have gone through, they, they are the better team. Against – I think they're in the top four of the eight that remain, personally. So, yeah, I, I, would, I would agree with that. Like, you know you for know. sure. You know both Milans are below them. Mm-hmm. Chelsea, Chelsea's below them. And I would put Benfica and them kind of in the same category. Yeah. Napoli just be like, top just because. And even then, I don't know if Man City's. I mean, they play really good that game, but I don't know if Man City's much better than Napoli right now with the teams that are in form. When you look at in form, sure, but when you look yeah. at actual talent on the roster, yeah, talent, talent, it, yeah, it goes but... Man City all day. But at the same time, Man City's notorious chokers in this tr- tournament, yeah. right? Napoli could be the team to overthrow them. I think if you're Napoli. The teams you want to avoid in the next round are Bayern Munich, mm-hmm. uh, Real Madrid, and I, I'm going to say it as much as it pains me. I, I say they want to avoid Benfica as well. You just don't want to yeah. face another hot team like that. You yeah. know what I mean? Exactly. I, I agree with that. Those are the three that they would want to avoid for sure. But I, you know what? A Napoli Man City series would be, I think it'd be spectacular. That would really, if, if, <laughs> you know, Kim's having an amazing season, but if he was able to shut down Holland, wow. Like what a what a season that would just cap off for him if he could somehow stop Holland for two games, which I mean it's the tough task. It's a tough task, but a lot of teams of England have done it throughout this season. I think he found his boots again yesterday. That's for sure. I mean on Tuesday. (laughs) Yeah, dude. You know what? Um, it's it's it is weird because he has been slowing down in the prem. Mm-hmm. Okay, I get. You know what? We're going back and forth with days here. Let's talk Man City RB Leipzig real quick. Yeah. There's not much to talk about. Seven fucking nothing. They absolutely destroyed them. Wasn't even close. Um, Howland with five. Like he has been slowing down in the prem compared to his super fast start. Mm-hmm. But then everyone starts saying, "Oh, is it, is?" It? And then he comes into a game like this, round of sixteen, and scores five fucking goals in a game in sixty minutes. Yeah. No, not even in the full ninety. He took half an hour off, <laughs> and the guy yeah. still had five goals. Like. That's insane to me. Yeah, it was crazy. I mean, he just, I mean, the thing is, like, everyone's like, oh, they're tap-ins, but it's like, it doesn't matter. You still got to put those in. It, okay, they're tap-ins. How come nobody else is getting those? Yeah, exactly. Like, you still have to put those goals in. And, I mean, this is a game that I think City needed because they were going really slow lately. They weren't playing at their best. But, yeah, this was a crazy result. I mean, Leipzig... 
they have. I mean, I know people are calling that handball. Was it? It was. That touches up. That's a handball. Doesn't matter. You're in the box. Your hands in the air. It's a penalty shot. So you can't blame the VAR. But in reality, Leipzig was just. This is what we would we expected in the first leg. You know. Yes. From City. Yep. So they kind of just did what we all knew was going to happen. You know. Yeah. Hundred hundred percent. And then you know what? Real Madrid Liverpool is the most nothing game because we knew Madrid was going through. They weren't yeah. gonna they weren't gonna have that five two uh score overturned at home. They're not there's mm-hmm. no way. So I mean the game really boring. But the one thing I want to mention, has there been a fall? And I know what you're gonna say, oh I fucking told you the whole time. Has there ever been a fall from a higher standard than Trent Alexander Arnold? Oh, he was looked at oh. as world class, one of the top fullbacks in the league, and now I don't even think he is a starter on a Champions League team, quality wise. Yeah, I think the only one that's fallen from grace as much as him is Donnarumma. I think they've both taken a big hit this year. Yeah, I agree. You know, like Trent, but Real, I mean, Trent, I mean, from Cravadona in that first game when Napoli beat them 4 1, made Trent look like he was crap, and then. Even during the Prem season, that right side of Liverpool is their weakest spot in the field. I mean, if you look at a lot of these goals and big games come from that side. I mean, Vin- Vinny Jr. in that first leg, <laughs> whose side was he on, right? Yeah, yeah. So, like, it's just – I don't know how Liverpool can go forward with him in that position. I mean, they're not going to get rid of him, obviously. But, I mean, you. I think it's – they really have to take a look at it. It's like, is this guy washed? You know what's nuts, though? We're talking about that he's 24 years old. I know. This is a huge fall. Or Wait, was it just the Liverpool hype machine? I don't I think, think it was. No, he was Hardy. very good, dude. He was, he was like, he was so filthy on the offensive end. His defense has always been suspect. He, it used to be a lot better than it is currently, but he used to be lethal on the offensive end, man. And it's just kind of fallen off, too. I mean, it's. I mean, reality is, it's easy to defend these kind of defenders a lot of the time, you know. And he doesn't, you know, like he what? How do I say it? Yeah, he had great offense, but it wasn't good enough to overshadow his lack of defense. Like oh, this man. year, his offense was pretty spectacular. No, the way he could I, whip balls in and get assists and everything like that, dude. He yeah. was he was pretty. And I, I mean, he was very impressive. He was one of the best fullbacks in the world. Uh, I uh, I know you never thought so. I'm saying, but listen, man. Yeah, people, I mean, I get of, what you're a saying. Lot people, but... A lot of people who get paid to do this, they they're all talking about like the, as one of the best upcoming stars. And now he looks like garbage. Yeah, he's horrible. Big <laughs> fall from grace. Like it's. I mean, I like it. I hate Liverpool, so I uh, enjoy seeing their their fall from grace. But yeah, no, yeah. I mean, yeah. <sighs> It's not good. He's he's not good. He's just he's. I don't know if it's something going on, but you know, to me, to me, it's spot. like to me, it's like he might just need to move to a new team. You know, maybe it's who, time who's going to want to spend that much money to bring him in, though. That's the issue. You're not going to be able to charge you the know, price you like, want to charge for it. Liverpool's invested a lot of money into him now with this last contract, right? So yeah, is he worth taking the risk? I mean, maybe if he goes on loan, but. Would Liverpool really? Does he really want to be loaned out from a team that's you know battling for a Euro- European spot right now? <laughs> yeah, you know what? It's a it's a good question to think of, and thank he'll God probably, we, don't have, we don't have to answer it because that's a tough call. He'll probably end up on Man U, don't worry. 
You know what? <laughs> Don't even. You do not want that guy. Do you, do you see what Ten Hag did to, to Luke Shaw? Yeah, You're telling Luke, me he can't do that to Luke, Luke Shaw's different, man. Luke Shaw is right. Defense, He's much defender. worse than Trent. But he had the mentality of defense first, right? Uh, like listen. he like that's a problem with Trent. Trent doesn't have that mentality of defense first, right? I think he, he's, he's still he's pretty still much young. a midfielder. He's still young. He hasn't even entered his prime yet, man. 24. Like, we're looking now, nowadays in soccer, we're looking at it like, okay, by 24, you better be a superstar, $100 million transfer, making all this money because of what's been happening the past few years. You go back mm-hmm. 10, 15 years ago, guy that was 24 years old, you barely would have heard of him till like about right, right about now. You know what I mean? Now yeah. is when he'd be coming in. We're just, we're very spoiled that these kids are playing so well, so young. He mm-hmm. still has time. He's getting into his prime. In my opinion, is his time up at Liverpool? Maybe. But it's, I'm not saying he's washed or he's done yet. The kid's 24 years old. I get it, but uh, I don't know. This is – because, I mean, you look at the Liverpool system. The Liverpool system's built for a player like him. You know what I mean? Like, he should be excelling there. And this year he's not. I mean, the whole – I mean, reality, the whole team isn't doing well. I mean, yeah. this is embarrassing. I mean, we all knew Real Madrid, Real Madrid would beat them, but this is, that was an embarrassing effort today too. I mean, they did yeah. nothing. They did literally nothing. It was like they were content on, yeah, we're just going to lose it and that's it. Like, I know they didn't have much of a chance, but there was, like, no drive in this team. Yeah. You know, so. No, it's it's tough. And, I mean, we got one more game to talk about that I've been avoiding because it was just such an upsetting game for me. Uh, Porto and Inter tied 0-0. Porto was by far the better team in, in that game. I'd argue that over the two games, Porto looked better. I mean, Inter got the one goal at home with a nice finish by yeah. Lukaku. Um, but Onana saved Inter Milan big time that game. He played very well. He was a sturdy figure in that net. Porto got super unlucky with crossbar after crossbar after after line um, a goal line clearance. Like, it was just not in the cards for them. I will say this, hats off to Onana. He played an excellent game. But Inter Milan are a bunch of fucking time wasters, dude. Holy, it was yeah. tough watching that. And if guys were turning and rolling over three times, just laying down for five minutes, it was disgusting. Like, you don't expect to see that um, as bad as it was. Like, okay, if the guy legitimately got hit, one guy got clipped and he was holding that in underneath of his knee, rolling around, looked like he was in tears. Like, give me a fucking break, man. It, it, was, it was tough to watch. Um, I hope Inter gets absolutely smoked next round. I don't even care who wins Champions League. I just want Inter Milan to get murdered uh, on the pitch next game because they, they it was disgusting. But hats off to Onana. He played a fantastic game. And you know what? Porto just can get it done. We had some injuries. Uh, no, pe- no Pepe, the center back. We had to play our other Pepe, who's a, who, who's a more of a winger. We had to play him at fullback. Like the team was just full of banged up. No excuses. They didn't get it done. Uh, but... It, it it was too bad. I think they deserve that win. Yeah, I mean, Onana was the only reason why um, Porto couldn't do it. I mean, he, he stood on his head. I agree with that. I mean, everyone else on Inter didn't. I mean, how Sean Alongu got uh, man of the match uh, blows my mind. Because, um, <laughs> yeah. like, once again, like, I know we talked about him last week, but he was, like, nothing. Did nothing that whole game. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, Eustachio made him like the crap that whole first half like there was no he couldn't keep up but you know what uh this is one of the results i think the better team didn't go through and um you it know, happens. unlike 
unlike Milan and Tottenham, where Milan was the better of the two, even though neither one was good, this one here, Porto, is the one that got, you know, the unlucky draw, luck, unlucky draw there. Yeah, you know what? It happens. That's the tournament. And, you know, I can't forget, Porto traded away. Not traded. Sorry. Got to get in the soccer mindset. <laughs> I'm thinking about football with them, uh, the free agency and trades opening and whatnot. But Porto lost their midfield this past season. Yeah. They lost Vitinha. They lost Fabio Vieira. They lost Sergio Oliveira. Like, they lost their midfield. They kept some of their forwards and stuff. Their defense has been a bit retooled. Like, it, it's – I I'm happy they made it to the round of 16. It just sucks because I know they could have made it to the next round. Would yeah. I have had them go on past afterwards? No, but I think they definitely could have made the quarters, uh, especially against this weaker inter team. But it sucks. But what can you do now? Mm-hmm. I, I cheer for Alfonso Davies and Bayern Munich. Let's see in a Canadian raise the Champions League again. And I, I'll throw a little bit for Napoli, Tony. I want to see you happy, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, it'd be great <laughs> if they, if they, I don't know, like if they get through this next round, then I don't know. It's, like, I don't want to get ahead of myself because the reality is there's some good teams still there. I mean, Madrid is Madrid. Like, you're never going to – you can't count those guys out. Yep. Bayern Munich is just amazing at whatever at everything they do. And, I mean, City with Holland, I mean, he could easily jump in and score five on me, right? So, it's so many – Listen, really I just I just don't so. want – I don't want Man City and I don't want Benfica winning this. Um, at the, <laughs> or, and, and no Inter Milan. At this point, give me Bayern – Give me Milan, AC Milan in a, in a surprise run because at least they got Rafa Liao. Like, Real Madrid I'd be okay with. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's Chelsea, not either. So, you know what? Bayern, Real Madrid, or AC Milan, I'm cool with. So, I hope they don't draw each other in the next round so they still have a chance of making all three making the semis. <laughs> but And even Napoli, too. So, a semifinals that has Na- Bayern, Napoli, Madrid, and AC Milan, I'd be content with. Yeah, I mean, that would be... You know, it's funny. I'm almost certain... Um, last time two Italian teams made that was actually Old Trafford, I believe. I was gonna say no, that was not uh, Milan and Liverpool was in Istanbul. I was gonna say I think last time it was the, the one of the times in the finals of Istanbul was two Italian teams in the final, but I was wrong. I just remember now. Ah, <laughs> uh, I see, I see. Well, that's that's Champions League. Um, it'll be back. You know, what's the draw Friday? Yes. Yeah. So the draw is Friday. We'll get into the next matches. We'll talk about that in the next week. Uh, you can follow us everywhere at the Footy LG Pod. Uh, Tony, let's get into some top bins, trash bins. Okay, so to start it off, um, there was a Marseille fan, and I don't know if it came out about this Marseille fan, uh, fan, who is on a hunger strike. And the reason for his hunger strike is because he wants the team to sell their center back, Leo Ballardi. Uh, <laughs> top bins, trash bins, going on a hunger strike to get your team to sell someone. What the fuck? <laughs> That's got to be the dumbest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> I'll give him top bins. That's creative. I like it. Sell that bitch. I want him out too. I don't even know who it is. He sounds Italian, right? Is he Italian? No, I think he's Argentinian. Oh, even worse. <laughs> Sell the bastard. I like I, it. I can't do top bins for that. That's trash, man. Marseille does not give a fuck if you're eating or not. You know, uh, that guy does not give a fuck if you're eating or not, man. Come on. <laughs> you know what? Hear me out. Hear me out, okay? <laughs> you are you are a professional soccer player, and you hear about this story that a guy hates you so much, he's refusing to eat and going on a hunger strike until he gets sold. That's got to hurt a little bit. Buddy. <laughs> 
I hated Chris Armas was on TFC. I'm not going on a hunger strike for that fucker. Well, clearly, because... you, didn't, clearly you didn't hate him enough. <laughs> no, you know, I think this guy's just probably just broke and can't afford food. So he's probably just giving it a reason. So people are like, oh, no, man, you got to eat your some money, right? <laughs> hey, think different, right? Yeah. He's going for, he's going <laughs> he, for sympathy. He doesn't he, care. He's an innovator, all right? I'm, I'm loving it. Top bids all the way. <laughs> All right, so the second one, uh, the Oscars were on over the weekend. And the movie Everything Everywhere All at Once won Best Picture. Now, I watched this movie, and I was just wondering, uh, Top Bins Trashmans, was it actually a good movie? I haven't seen it. Oh, <laughs> it's no? on my oh. list. I've heard so much good things about it. I've been meaning to watch it. I've just not got around to it. I know the premise. It seems a bit convoluted. Mm-hmm. Um, and to me, to be fair, I hate Oscar movies. Like, yeah. majority of time, Oscar movies are the fucking driest fucking movies, dude. Like, they're not for me. They're not my cup of tea. I- I've heard good things about this one. I'm going to try and get around to it, but I can't say anything because I've not seen it. The one thing I can say is that uh, the girl that won, Jamie Lee Curtis, won Best Supporting Actor for mm-hmm. that movie. But there was another girl who was nominated that should have won for The Whale. And the only reason she could would have won or should have won is because she was the actress in How I Met Your Mother whose name was Cook Poo. And that always makes me oh, laugh. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so that was the one part of the Oscars I was kind of set up. What do you think? You know, what did the, is the, is I mean, the movie? movie the movie is good because, I mean, it's right down our alley for like the comic books and multiverse kind of stuff. But I didn't think it was Academy Award Oscar winning work, personally. But uh, that's, yeah. No, I got I. I liked it, but I have to say trash bins on that one. Really? And yeah. And for the last one, the CPL, as you know, is heading into its fifth season. And for the fifth season, they decided to change the playoff format for the fourth time, probably, or fifth time. I'm not sure. But uh, CPL's new playoff format with five teams going in, and it's some weird double elimination. Uh, so I didn't like it at first. Uh, the more I thought about it, the more I started to grow, uh, grow on it. The only thing I don't like is that five teams make the playoffs now, which I believe is more than half the league. Yeah. So that's kind of like, eh, I would have liked this stunt more with four, but it does bring more of a, a vibe to it. You know, okay. If you're you, you first and second face off losers, not out, they're still in it. They get like a redemption game against whoever wins three V four. 3v4 or 3v5 mm-hmm. whoever makes it like i i kind of like it i think it's going to bring a bit of intrigue to the league it's something new it's a way to bring in more revenue to these teams in, in playoff games and things like that yeah. uh so I, i'm gonna give it top bins yeah i mean i like it because it does make the the every season game count like you gotta you want to get that home field advantage all the way through and the only thing i don't like about it is that the winning team has the first so between first and second seeds whoever wins that game they'll have 14 days off before the final that there i didn't really like I don't 14 think I, days yeah so according to the thing it says that the the two semifinals so first for second third uh first for second will play each other the winner will go right to the final the loser will play the third place team whoever and whoever wins between four and five that'll be a that'll be the semi the, the first i guess Winner goes to the final, etc. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's kind of shit. Yeah, they'll only have one week to the final, whereas um, the first place team will have two weeks without playing a game. So that's yeah, the only but... thing I don't like about it because it, it 
yeah, you get the rest, but you know, you want to keep playing during that time, right? So yeah, that'll definitely I'm gonna give the benefit to the team coming in to face them, but yeah. what how else can you do it, right? Yeah, it's, exactly. it's 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 they're they're stuck, they're trying something. Hopefully it works out. We'll see if it does. I don't know. Um, but again, it's oh, this whole league, you know, they're experimenting, trying new things. So I, I'm cool with it. Um, and another, that's just a little side bit about the CPL. Um, former York United defender Dominic Zator, who's playing on Poland, has actually called up to the national team for these next two uh, CONCACAF league games. Is that is that good for him or is that uh oh Canada? Uh, I mean, like... he's, it's it's something different. I mean, he's playing he's playing good where he is. So you know, center back is one of those positions where we need big the reality time. is we need whatever we can get because they're aging. Facts. But I mean, it is uh it is good to see that a guy who's about six months removed from the CPL is now making the national team. So yeah, no, hey, good for him. Um. It's always good to see that promotion going there. Like he said, defense is where we need people big mm-hmm. time. Uh, yeah, so let's we'll see. Hopefully, he gets some time to get some running and see how he does with the team. Yep. Big, big, big window. You know what I mean? They need to get the wins because they they qualify for the upcoming Gold Cup through this nation league. They got to come yep. first in their group. So yeah, they need so two it's, big it's, wins. It's it's a big big um, international window for them. So hopefully, they can pull together a couple victories. So I, I actually have a top bins trash bins for you. Okay. Ted Lasso, season three, episode one dropped yesterday. Are you a Ted Lasso guy, top bins or trash bin? Oh, I love Ted Lasso. I haven't awesome. seen the new I haven't started the new season yet, but I love the show. Such a feel-good show, man. Who doesn't love it? Like it's just people even it's the people shame. that don't like soccer love the show just because it's so damn good. It's a shame it's gonna be the last season, you know, because it's only a three-year project. We'll see, so, man. I wouldn't be surprised if they extend it. I don't you know. know like it, sometimes may, some maybe, things are good that you just gotta leave it. You know, until the a, idea. until AFC Richmond squeaks into fourth place in the Prem at the end of the year, and now next year we got Champions League, and it, Ted, Ted Lasso's going up against Real Madrid. You and know, Ka- like and heading and heading to Maradona to play Cavardona. You know, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, it could go any which way. So. No, I'm glad you said that. And let's um uh, let's segue now out of Europe. We need to go to North America, TFC. But before we get there, you know me, I got my whatever I call it of the week. This week I'm calling it uh pieces of shit of the week because my God, these people deserve it. And that's the Toronto FC training team. Yeah. Or the or the Toronto FC, whatever the fuck they are, the people that are responsible for making sure these guys don't get hurt. How many muscle strains have we seen over the past few years to star players on our team? It's How? Been, it's oh. been fucking bad. Altador, <laughs> I mean, Vasquez, no, Pozuelo. Cra- so tell – the list goes on. The crazy part is now you're seeing why Jovinko and Altador had their own training staff. Yeah. And it was, why was it such a big deal? Well, I see why now because clearly – we don't know how to hire these guys. <laughs> it's 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 absolutely brutal. Like, um, it, it's just disgusting, man. And and Insignia now out. They're saying for a couple more weeks. What do you say? Like about a month. Yeah, three to four games. See, and you know what you're thinking? Okay, guys, three to four games a month. That's not that big of a deal. Well, the schedules are front loaded because they get a whole summer off, a whole mm-hmm. month in the summer off. So these games are so crucial and we've played three and we've yet to win one. So when is the time to panic a little bit? Um, I'm, I'm saying now, I think now is the time. (laughs) I think, 
I mean, I've seen a lot of rumbles on Twitter of how a lot of negativity around this, but I mean, I think this would be a good time. I mean, I know uh, a lot of people like it, but maybe not. But I think Jericho should be coming back. I think it's worth it at this point because, I mean, we don't have anyone. I mean, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I never thought I would be like, shit, Schaffelberg would be good at this position right now. Okay, (laughs) first of all, first of all, Jacob Schaffelberg might make team of the season this year the way he's playing over in Nashville. He's he's got two goals, two game-winning goals, and one of them that he scored last weekend was a rocket. It would have been uh, kind of nice to have him (sighs) – in the, this lineup coming off the bench right now. I can't but, believe that TFC let yeah. him go for nothing, man. I, I can't mean, I'm not shocked it. either. How? I mean, he wasn't good when he was here. He was good when he was here. What are you talking about? Nah. And he's being good in, in Nashville, and he plays that role that we need right now with Insignia out. He, yeah. would be, he would be exactly what we need right now, and the jackasses in Toronto should have known Insignia or Berneski, one of them's going to get hurt. Maybe keep your backup plan in Schaffelberg. <laughs> I think it was crazy that they let him go for nothing. Um, it, it, it boggles my mind. And you know what? The Insignia project is looking very shaky off the start. Yeah. And, and I, we need him to get healthy. We need him to start scoring goals because we spent a lot of money bringing him in. And unless he does something, Bernadeschi, love him. Great guy. Yeah. He's, been, he's been great for the team. But Insignia, not so much, man. I'm wondering if one of those Napoli guys put a little – what do you guys call curses in Italian? Is no, Ma- Malocchio? No, yeah. Someone not puts, him. I don't know, man. Someone, it's it. Cause that guy's never had much of an injury history out in, um, no, uh, yeah, up yeah. Until, only in the last season. No, his last season, not he was injury. Really. That's what I'm saying. His last season and then coming into TFC before that, he was normally a very yeah, healthy he player. He didn't want to, remember, he didn't want to leave Napoli. So he, they got rid, they let him go. The team let him go. They didn't, they didn't, uh, they, he didn't want to leave. Yeah, maybe they thought he, no one would buy him, so they put a curse on him, and then someone bought him. They're like, oh, shit, okay, someone else's problem. Not him. Not, trust me, not him. I, other players, maybe, but not him. Hey, listen, he all, would, I'm saying, he all, all I'm saying is injury right away, and then – Oh, he, said, he tweet, had a bad role that the last year, the whole family problems, too. Like, curse, dude! No, I don't think it's that. All right, let's talk the Columbus game. They tied 1-1, home opener. Uh, being back at BMO was awesome. Uh, had a great time at the game. 1-1. Unfortunate scoreline. I mean... That was offside, the, though. <laughs> I couldn't tell from my seats. I looked at it later. It could go either way. I mean, when you look at the stats, it looked like Columbus was the dominant team the whole time. I didn't get that from being there. It kind of looked very even. Um, yeah. I think Toronto had the better of chances, but Columbus yeah. had the majority of the ball and things like that. Um, it, it was a tight game. 1-1. would have been nice to get the win. Kerr with a goal, which was nice to see. You know, him throwing nice in move. for Insignia. I mean, before that move was scored the goal, he was doing he was doing okay, but it was like just the same thing every single time. Off his chest, pass it back. Off his chest, pass it back. And then finally he tried to do something different and it worked out. So, yeah, I mean, I would have personally let him finish the whole game. I'm not sure why Bradley took him off. But, um, because I, I know, I had hope for that Hugo guy, but he didn't look good last year. I mean, he was body checking everybody. I mean, I think the least he's, he's, he's a big boy, man. Seeing him live in person, he is a yeah. big man. Like, but he doesn't seem ready to jump in there. Yeah, I think he's still too too green. He's too young. Yeah. Like, it's um, 
it's tough. I mean, the dude's 18 years old, right? Yeah. Like, it's not going to be easy to just start going in and all of a sudden, okay, let's you're going to be a difference maker. That's not how it happens with exactly. 99% of the players. Okay, you get that 1% sometimes who do that. And, of course, those are, like, generational players, but it doesn't happen all the time, man. He okay. needs time. Getting some sub action is good. Maybe once he scores, his, if he scores his first goal, to kind of flip the switch. But he's 18. Let's give him some time. No, I know, I know. But he's not ready right now for that. I don't think um, so either. The defense looked really good, though. They played that, really that, well. Yeah, that was that was um, uh, a nice little change of pace. Uh, I'm a little worried about Patretta because he got that little bang up. Mm-hmm. Um, he's because he has he been was, playing he was, good. He's probably cold as shit. Just wanted to get out of there. That that is true. <laughs> I, I, but I mean, when as soon as Kobe Franklin went in for him, you could see the difference, man. Like, yeah, Kobe that, didn't do bad. No, I mean, but there was horrible. No, but there was a big difference in that back line without the, with the change. And, I mean, we saw it all last year just getting killed on the wings when we had no one there, right? So let's hope his uh, knock isn't too serious. I saw that he was back training with the team with Akinola as well. So that's always a good sight. Um, TFC bringing in Christian Gutierrez from Vancouver. Yeah, what I don't What do you think that means? It means they want some depth at center back because they realize what happens if Rostead or Hedges goes down. I don't no, think they have – He's a wing back, I'm pretty sure. I thought he was a center back. When it, I remember, didn't even play for him. Um, didn't he make a Canada squad one year? I'm pretty sure they played him as center back. He, either way, if if he's a wing back, you know that's what we could always use. Um, yeah, I figured he was brought in because they want to push Larea up, or because Patretta's injury is a little bit more serious than they thought. Yeah, maybe. Hopefully not. You know, because think about it. If you're if Larea or Petretta goes down and your option is Kobe Franklin. Well you got Marshall Rudy still too. But I again, mean, if, not much. if those are your options, that's not the most ideal. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you need somebody and at least this guy, he's got some experience in the MLS. He's you know what? He's he's serviceable when called upon. So hopefully we don't need to call upon him too much. Mm-hmm. But let's see let's see what he can do. And we got some time because I I'm, I can't imagine Petretta's going to be ready to go Saturday. I don't know if they should want him to go Saturday um, against Inter Miami in Toronto in what could potentially be the second coldest game in club history. Uh, they're, they're the way they're calling for it right now. They're saying at nighttime it could be as low as minus twelve, minus thirteen, which would be the lowest, the coldest game in Toronto FC, or the the second coldest game in Toronto FC history. So why the fuck is Seattle LAFC the four o'clock game, one o'clock in Seattle? Like what the fuck, man? I don't know, man. But these these guys in in Miami are about to be a a, a very rude awakening coming to Toronto at this time yeah, of the T- year. TFC is the favorite. That's the crazy part. Wow. Oh, you think these Miami boys are going to know what to do in the cold? Come on. <laughs> like, I mean, they have TFC at plus 105. Yeah, no, it's nuts, but I, I, it's going to be a cool game. And it, that's what it's saying. This is like this MLS is such bush, man. You got a team like Miami who's going after Messi. You think Messi's going to play in Toronto in minus 12? No. Oh, no fucking chance. No, not at all. It'd be smart for him too to avoid that corner section where I sit because I swear to God, if I see him close to me, I'm going, I'm, 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 I'm hopping the guardrail. But, but, but yeah, okay. So you know what we've been? I think you called a tie for Toronto Columbus. No, no, I did the three one win. I can't even remember what I fucking said. But let's try and make a prediction for Toronto Miami this Saturday, seven thirty at BMO Field. I'll be there. Tony will be there. And Toronto's going to finally get their first win of the season, winning the game 2-1.
Oof. I was going to say one nothing. I think our defense has gotten better and better each game, and Sean Johnson playing well too. I just think uh, we just need to – I think last game they were unlucky with that. So I think we can get a shutout victory here over at Miami. Yeah, that'd be nice to see, man. I hope you're right, but – We'll have to wait until this Saturday to see, and we'll be back here next Thursday to talk all about it. Guys, follow us everywhere, social media, Instagram, TikTok, uh, Spotify, Apple Music, at FootyLG. You know, Tony's been posting some fire on TikTok, so you got to get over there, <laughs> get, get, give, give, give those some likes. Um, and we'll be back here next Thursday talking about the Champions League draw, the Tron- uh, how Toronto FC beat Inter-Miami, and it was glorious. We're here to talk about all that. So until then, have a great week, everyone. But on behalf of Tony and myself, have a great evening.